Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. It's been a great weekend. It's, a, it's great to be in the house of the Lord with the family of God. And it's a privilege to share another word from his word with you today. So. <sighs> This year has been a year. This has been a year, a banner year <laughs> in some ways, right? And we're going to get there. We're going to get through it. Uh, towards the end of 2019, those of you who've been here a while, you've heard this said again and again, but... God spoke uh, to me and said that 2020 was the year uh, that he was going to develop strong disciples, strong, and that, that this was the year, this was the year for that. Now, this was in 2019, I'm thinking, yeah, we're going to get strong. Yeah. Our church is going to grow strong and I'm going to watch everybody get strong in the Lord and their relationship with Jesus just going to get strong. And we decided to call the year 2020 solid, that this was the year to become solid, right? And uh, never, ever could we imagine that it would be through great testing and trial and tr challenge and tribulation, right, that this would be the year to become strong, but, you know, I just was thinking this weekend as I was preparing this word, how proud I am of Encounter Church. But because truly, through testing, you guys have become strong. I'm looking at people whose lives have truly just become solidified on the rock of Jesus. And you've truly not failed the test. Through testing, the Bible says, it's how we develop endurance, right? And it's endurance that truly makes us strong. And I just want you to turn to somebody and tell them, I'm proud of you because you're strong. <laughs> you guys are the real deal. I really believe you guys, this church, you guys are the real deal. And I'm proud of you. So proud of you. All year long, we've been learning uh, biblical foundations for strong disciples, right? And we've been going through the dozen or so central doctrines in the Bible. And all year long, we started the year with this, and here we are mid-November already. Holiday season is starting, and we're still learning that practicing... It's practicing God's Word that makes us strong. It's not just coming to church... It's not just even knowing God's word. It's practicing his word. It's doing what we see in God's word that makes us strong, right? And we're going to continue today. We're getting near the end of the year. We only have a couple of more topics left. And then we get to Christmas, right? But today we're going to learn another very important doctrine in the Bible that often gets overlooked okay um, a couple of weeks ago in fact you know 
We've been talking a lot about a lot of things this year. We talked about the Word of God. We talked about prayer. We talked about worship. We've talked about all these different central things we see, these themes, these doctrines in the Bible. But the past few weeks, we've been talking about some really practical stuff, right? Some really practical doctrines. In fact, who was here two weeks ago? The last time I shared, okay? So now, every time you eat M&M's or see M&M's, right, what does it make you think? Oh, right. Mission and money. We learned, right, that our mission is the message of the, of the cross. And Jesus' mission requires money, right? So we learned about mission and money. And I gave everybody M&Ms. And this morning I decided to give you all M&Ms again. And uh, not because we're going to talk again about mission and money, but we are going to go back to another story that includes the same sisters that taught us about mission and money, right? And they are the M&M sisters. I like to call them the M&M sisters, all right? Who are we talking about today? Who, who needs some more M&Ms? Who already ate their M&Ms and you need some more? See, you always eat them and you need them more, all right. So every time you eat M&M's, you're thinking mission and money. But after today, you're also going to think Mary and Martha. And it'll be really easy because Mary and Martha taught us about mission and money. But guess what else? Mary and Martha also teach us a very, very, very important lesson. And it's actually one of the most important doctrines, one of the most important teachings in the Bible. We learn it from Mary and Martha. Now, we don't only learn it from Mary and Martha, but their example is a very vivid picture of this important, important lesson we need to learn. And that is today, the title of today's lesson, the title of today's message is Sit and Serve. So, question for you this morning. I, I'm a grammar guy. I've always loved language arts. That was my, I, I even asked my mom and my sister, I even won trophies for language arts, Okay. I won grammar competitions. I've always loved words. Words have always just kind of been, I, I like the, you know, God, part of who God is, is the word. And so there's so much to be discovered from his word. And, you know, I was thinking about this week, uh, who, who remembers either or, neither nor, right? You don't say either and nor or neither and or. It's got to be either or, neither nor, or either. Who says either? Either or, neither nor, right? Have you ever thought, have you ever thought in life this way? I've got to choose either this or that, right? Now, there are things in life that you have to choose either this or that. In fact, you can't serve both God and the world. It's either God and his kingdom or it's the world and this kingdom, right? But there's some things in life that aren't either or. They are both and, right? Remember that from, do you guys remember that from language arts? No, right? Okay, so some things are either or, 
but many things are both and. Some examples. How many of you have ever thought that it's either I'm a hard worker or I rest and play? Either I can be a hard worker or I can be somebody who just enjoys to rest. Actually, the best way is to be a hard worker and a good rester, right? Both hard work and rest are necessary for a healthy life, right? Oh, how about this one? I know I'm going to get some shouts on this one. How about either healthy food or delicious food? Either healthy food or delicious food. Well, come to find out, some of the most delicious food is actually healthy. And you don't have to have either healthy food or delicious food. You can eat both healthy and delicious food, and they're one and the same, right? Oh, here's another one. No. Here's another one. Here's another one. Either nice or honest. I can either be nice or I can be honest. <laughs> but how many of us know the better way, the best way is to be both nice, kind, loving, and at the same time, tell the truth, right? You can be both nice you can be both kind and honest. A lot of people have a hard time with that these days, right? I'm either being nice or I'm just being honest. It's even, it's, it's, it's even like a, it's a cop-out. When somebody's about to tell you something that's rude, they're just saying, just to be honest. <laughs> right? No, actually, you can be kind. You can be nice and loving and honest. It's not either or. It's both and and let me tell you something. I just want to, you know, with the word of God today, I really feel like the Lord wants to inspire and encourage us today. It's not either sit or serve. It's both sit and serve, okay? It's not either serve, sit or serve. It's both sit and. Come on, turn to somebody and say, it ain't either or. It's both and. All right. Both of them. That's right. You ready for some S and S from M and M? All right. Let's go to S and S from M and M. Sit and serve from Mary and Martha. And today I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 10. And I'm actually going to read. We're going to read just verses 38 through 42. But I'm going to read you as we often do, I'm going to read you this short story from two different translations of the Bible, uh, two different interpretations, because I love the way both of them help us understand the wording. Okay, are we ready? Yeah. Ready for Luke chapter 10? As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat 
at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted. In kids' church, they learned this the other day, and they came home saying, Martha, Martha, Martha. Come on, turn to somebody and say, Martha, Martha, Martha. You want to say it in Spanish? Come on, turn, to, turn around and say somebody. Marta, Marta, Marta. Marsha, Marsha, no. Okay. And I get it. I get it. But Martha, Martha, Martha gets an awfully bad rap. She does. You better put your seatbelts on for this one today. You've been told, maybe you've been told, you've got to be like Mary and not like Martha. And I'm going to tell you today, you've got to be like Mary and Martha. Okay? It's not M or M. It's M and M. All right? Let's keep reading the story, though, because it says Mary, Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing, right? She came to Jesus and said, Lord, come on, I just want you to picture Martha. Okay, so listen, Jesus is like doing his thing, and he's sitting there, and he's talking, and he's teaching, and there's Mary sitting there listening along with the crowd, right? And Martha has the gall to come up and like, excuse me, Jesus, um, I'm doing all this work, and it says, she says, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Anybody ever said something like that? Tell her to come and help me. I think she might have been pouting. Jesus, um. Jesus. Jesus is so kind and honest. <laughs> but the Lord said to her, my dear Martha. I love how he talked to her. It wasn't just like, my dear Martha. You're worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Oh, we're going to come, up, come back to that one. He doesn't th say that there's only one thing that's important. He says there's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it won't be taken away from her. How about let's read it in the Passion Translation. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus. What did she do? She welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha, and she had a sister named Mary. Mary sat down attentively before the master, absorbing every, absorbing every revelation he shared. But Martha became exasperated. You ever been exasperated? By finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. So she interrupted Jesus. And said, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? You should tell her to get up and help me. 
And the Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you so upset and troubled? Pulled away by all these many distractions. Are they really that important? He did not ask, are they important? He said, are they that important? Okay, we'll come back to that. Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted, and I won't take this privilege from her. Let me just start out by saying today, as we just really go into this, and remember, you can get a printout of the, the outline back there, or you can follow along on the Bible app if you want to. The scriptures and the main points are in there for you. And the first thing you're probably going to read in there is this. Both Mary and Martha are necessary for a successful Jesus party. Both Mary and Martha, not either or, not one or the other, both Mary and Martha were necessary and still today to have a successful Jesus party, to host him and to host people for him. Both Mary and Martha are very, very important. Come on, say both and, not either or. Many have taught, and listen, many have taught this. We don't want to be like Martha. We want to be like Mary, right? How many of you heard that? If you haven't been around church very long, you probably haven't heard it. Good, I'm glad you didn't hear it because you don't have to unlearn it, all right? But how many of us have heard we just need to be like Mary and not like Martha? And what's taught about that is for the most part true. Because what Mary was doing was the most important thing. But it wasn't the only important thing. So many, many have taught that it's either or. You can either be a Mary or you can be a Martha. And for a lot of Christians, that's become a cop-out and an excuse not to serve. But there's others who say, well, I'm just a Martha. I just go, 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 do, 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 serve, serve, serve. I don't really have time to pray and listen to Jesus. Cop out. It's not either or. We must be both Mary and Martha. Because both were necessary for this Jesus dinner thing to happen and to be successful, right? We aim at Encounter Church. We aim to host Jesus, don't we? We're not here just to sing some songs and to hear some words and to eat some M&Ms or whatever. We're not here to come and just be here and, and talk about Jesus. No, we are here to host Jesus. We really, truly believe he's here with us. His presence is here. But we're not here to just host him. We're here to host Jesus and people. We're here to host like Martha did, to host a crowd that can hear Jesus, that can experience Jesus. We aim to host Jesus. And it all boils down to this, M&M, S&S. Come on, say M&M, S&S. I want you to put your hand on your heart. Say, I must be both Mary and Martha. I am called to sit 
and to serve. Sit and serve. Let's go with this. Sit. Um, as I read through these different things, I'm gonna, I'm, I just want to give you some key words from the scriptures. Cool? I'm going to say these key words, and then I'm going to come back to them as we move along. Some key words about sit. Our first word is sit. Turn to somebody and say, you've got to learn to sit. Now, for some, that's very easy. They'd rather sit than do anything else, right? For others like me, I have to make myself sit. My whole life, I've never really been able to sit. My mom talked about it at my birthday party on Friday night that when I was, when I was a, uh, before I could walk, all I did was bounce and they had to pass me around from one person to another because I just couldn't be still, right? I've always, I've had to teach myself to sit, right? And for some, some are like that. Some are like me. You just go, 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 get her done, right? If it ain't done, you got to get her done. I can't even go to sleep at night if my house isn't in, in order, Literally, I can feel it. I can't, I can't lay down in the bed until my house, because I can feel the disorder, right? If my kid left one Cheerio on the floor, if I lie down in my bed and I know that Cheerio is there, it will haunt me all night, okay? Because for me, sitting is not, it's just not, I'm not wired that way. It's not my personality. I'm not a sitter, but I've learned to sit, in this sense. <laughs> Others are like, I don't want to do nothing. I'll just sit here while everybody else gets her done and just enjoy, right? But we've got to learn. It boils down to this, I like to call it the two legs of walking with Jesus. Okay? We sit, we serve. We sit, we serve. We all talk about walking with God, right? But we sit, we serve. If we just sit, we're not going anywhere. And if we just serve, we're eventually going to fall out dead, right? Sit and serve. Okay, some key words. Listening. We're talking about first, we've got to talk about sitting, all right? Listening. Attentively. Absorbing. One thing. Most important, concern and undistracted. Those are all words that go with sitting, what Jesus was teaching here. So let's go with it. This is so important. If there's one thing you take away from today, take this away. Because I promise if you take this away and you go do it, you will hear the rest. Okay? And this is it. Hearing Jesus' voice is perhaps the greatest and most enjoyable privilege of our relationship with him. Hearing Jesus. If you've ever heard him, you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of great things about a relationship with God. There's a lot of things to enjoy as we walk with Jesus. But probably at the top, the most enjoyable privilege of living for Jesus, of walking with Jesus, is to hear him speak to you. Listen, when you hear Jesus speak, nothing else matters. It really does. When you can hear him talking to your heart, nothing else in the world matters. His voice drowns out 
everything else that's harassing you. If a thousand different voices are telling you a thousand different things, you hear him speak one time and all of that doesn't matter anymore. Hearing his voice actually is the thing that makes serving him worth it all. The fact that I can get to hear the God of the universe, the Redeemer, the one who spoke everything into existence, the one who loves my soul so much that he came as one of me and went to a cross and died for me, the fact that I get to hear his voice, when I hear his voice, it makes giving my whole life to him just worth it all. If you've never heard him speak to you, you don't know what I'm talking about. But if you have, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't heard him speak to you in a while, you may begin to forget it. If you find yourself, listen, I know we've been there. I've been there. If you've ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. If you find yourself questioning, is it really worth all this? It's probably because you've stopped hearing him for a while. Because when you hear him speaking to you, it's all worth it. Everything's worth it. Living my life, laying down my life, taking up my cross, following him, losing my life for his sake, it all becomes worth it when I'm just listening to him. Speak to me. Jesus literally says, this is so important, that this is the one thing that should concern us. You ever been concerned about something? What's another word for concerned? Worried. Some of us really, really have got to hear this today. It's not the only important thing. Hearing Jesus' voice is not the only important thing, but it is the only thing that should worry me if it's not happening. There are a lot of important things. There are a lot of important things in life. There are a lot of important things in my relationship with God. And Jesus was not saying that hearing his voice is the only important thing. He was saying that if you're not hearing his voice, that, my friend, should concern us. That should worry me. You know, Jesus doesn't want us to worry, right? Read the word of God. We're not called to live a life of worry. But there's one thing we read right here that we ought to worry about. If I'm not consistently hearing his voice, I ought to be worried. I ought to be concerned. He says his sheep hear his voice. We got any sheep out there? It's that important. That's the words he used. That's the words he used to Martha. We're going to get to Martha, but he said, is it? that important so important not that it's not important but is it that important it's so important that because of what you're doing you can't hear me anymore Ooh. i'm gonna say it again in a minute all right I, I, i'm already in martha and we're still in mary all right this is the, the, the deal. If I find myself just go, 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 going and going, serving the Lord, but I'm no longer hearing Jesus, I'm off the path and I need course correction. 
Because it is possible to go, 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 serve, 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 and still hear, hear, hear. Just look at Jesus' life. That man ain't stopped. He, he, there were times they said that they didn't even have any time to eat. And he would try to get away. They would like cross the, the lake and go up on a mountain and stuff, try to get people to follow him everywhere. Go, 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 serve, serve, serve. People, 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 all the time, all the time, all the time. But Jesus never, ever, ever stopped hearing, hearing, hearing the Father speak to him. It is possible if Jesus lived that way, and the Bible says we are to live our lives as Jesus lived, we can live that way. But hearing Jesus uh, requires intentional sitting. It's not that Mary didn't know what Martha was doing. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure that before she interrupted Jesus, she'd probably come and said, Mary, 27 times, right? (laughs) Maria, ¿qué estás haciendo aquí sentada? Diokis. You good for nothing? What are you doing? Come and help me. Obviously, she... She didn't. (laughs) Because Mary was intentionally sitting. She knew what she was doing. That's why Jesus let her keep doing it. She knew what she was doing. Like Mary, okay? And this is something in our day and age, in this generation, the society and the culture we live in, this is something that if we are not intentional about it, it won't happen. It won't happen, especially living in big city like this. It won't happen unless it's intentional. We must learn to intentionally sit and listen to Jesus. Like Mary, I must pause my chores, quieten, quiet down my soul, and listen. Listen. When you do, I'll, I can promise you. I can promise you because it's from the word of God. If you will quiet your soul down just enough and sit just a little bit, long enough to listen, you will hear him. He is speaking. The Spirit of God is always speaking, always guiding, always comforting, always leading, always giving us revelation. He's always, the Holy Spirit is always repeating what he hears Jesus saying. The Holy Spirit, the Bible calls it the anointing from the Holy One. And he comes upon us and it says he teaches us all things. That not, we don't need somebody with us all the time following us around teaching us, right? We have the Holy Spirit who's constantly teaching us all things. The problem is sometimes we're not learning what he's teaching because we're not hearing his voice. And we're not hearing his voice because we're not taking long enough to pause and listen intentionally intentionally listen have you okay how many of you have children how many of you have ever babysat how many of you have ever even just seen a child in action (laughs) so we know that it's possible to hear and not listen right When I tell 
Oliver, it's time to turn off the Nintendo. And he doesn't do it immediately. It's not because he didn't hear me. His ears work just fine. It's because he's not intending on listening. He's not intentionally listening to me. And so often, Jesus is speaking. He's the living word of God. Come on, somebody. He talks. Okay? The whole universe is upheld by the breath of his mouth, by the words that come from his mouth. He talks. And oftentimes, I'm probably hearing him but I'm really not listening to what he's saying, so I don't really know, right? And if I don't really know, if I'm not really listening, I'm not going to be able to do what he's saying to do. It takes intentional listening. And when I do, the, uh, the Passion Translation says that Mary absorbed every revelation. Man, how many of you want to be like Mary, like a sponge, that you just listen and you absorb every revelation that comes from Jesus. I know I've missed a couple. Have you? I'm sure that he's tried to reveal many things to me, and I've just missed it because I was not taking the time to listen. I want to absorb everything. And this is why, this is why, this is why, this is why. Come on, tell somebody, this is why. I'll never apologize for teaching you, even if you've been following Jesus for 63 years. You need, I need a daily devotional. Because, what do I mean by a daily devotional if that's new to you? Taking time on a daily basis to sit down, read the Bible, come on, read his word, Worship him, pray what's on your heart, and listen. Listen, some of us are like, I don't know the voice of God. Well, there's a really easy answer to that. It's called the Bible. In fact, some people think they hear the Holy Spirit. And they go around saying the Holy Spirit this and that and the other. And it's like, that is not the Holy Spirit. Ain't nothing holy about that spirit. Right? <laughs> Just saying. Sorry. I had, okay. How can I know the voice of God if I've never read what he already said? The only way to be able to recognize God's voice is to have already heard it before. And we can recognize it in the thousands of words, hundreds of thousands of words that he's already spoken that were recorded and written in scripture. That's why we insist on the power of daily Bible reading. Reading our Bible on a daily Basis, a chapter, a two chapters, five, ten, whatever you can do. We constantly encourage you guys, get yourself on a Bible plan. It's so easy now. We have it on our phone, on our tablets. Just choose a plan and read through the Bible again and again and again. Because the more you read his word, the more you'll know his voice. And then when he speaks to you, you'll know that's Jesus. 
Oftentimes, I've talked to people that they haven't read the Bible, and they're like, I feel like this, I feel like this. And I'm like, that's the voice of God, and you don't know what it is. <laughs> if you just read your Bible, you would know that's him. We need to take time to sit and read his word, to listen, to pray, to worship. But it's also, you know, this is, uh, I say a daily devotional is a very practical, powerful way to just sit your soul down. It's not just about sitting your booty down. We got to sit our soul down and say, all right, soul, you're going to stop for a moment and you're just going to listen. Okay. And then we can get up and go about our day. But it's also important to sit with others and listen to him. In this story, Mary wasn't sitting alone. She was in a crowd. Because Jesus does speak individually to us, but Jesus also gave us a very powerful promise that when two or more together, he's actually there. And so it's important. Listen, church is essential. And I know that's kind of been like, you know, there's false false teaching going around right now that ah, coming to church isn't really all that essential. You know, we could just watch online. Well, you can, and you can hear God's voice that way, but you're going to miss out on part of it. Okay. Going to miss it. There's, there's power in gathering with others and sitting and listening to Jesus together. This morning, we're individually hearing him speak to us, but we're also hearing him all together so that we can walk together. Right? So, sitting listening alone but also listening with the crowd so i'm going to just boil it down to this one sentence are we ready come on say sit Sit. this is it all right posture your heart in a position that enjoys jesus presence and hears jesus voice on a regular ongoing basis if i'll sit sit Sit, I will hear, hear, hear. But now we come to serve. (laughs) It's not just about sitting and hearing Jesus. Some key words here. Welcomed, distracted, unfair, (laughs) worried, unfair, upset, unfair, Exasp- unfair? It just wasn't fair. Exasperated, troubled, concerned, details, distractions, and that important? Now, careful, y'all. Let's, careful, let's be careful judging Martha. told you if there was one thing to take away it was the first thing I told you about hearing him but if there's another thing to take away it's this if you get this you get the rest of what I'm about to say Martha was the one who actually welcomed Jesus into her home it wasn't Mary it was Martha both and every translation of that story says there was a woman named Martha and she welcomed Jesus into her home and she had a sister named Mary Mary was an afterthought. (laughs) 
Don't, let's not overlook this. This is so powerful. It was actually Martha's sacrificial service that made room for Mary to encounter Jesus. Had it not been for Martha and what she was doing, there was no Mary encountering Jesus. Because Martha is the one who welcomed him in the first place. Now, she could have done it different. We're going to get there. She could have had a different attitude and a perspective. But listen, Martha's the one who made the show happen. Martha's sacrificial service actually was what was helping people encounter God, right? What we say, it's our slogan. That's what we're all about, helping people encounter God. Martha encountered Jesus. Martha sat and listened to and experienced Jesus because somebody named Mary actually did the work of welcoming him into their home. Don't overlook that because listen, Jesus did not. Come on, say not. 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 He did not. Read it in every translation you want to. Read it in Hebrew if you can. Actually Greek. Okay. He did not, not tell Martha to cancel the dinner. He didn't. He did not ever scold Martha for serving too much. How many times have I heard silly Christians say that? I'm just serving too much. You might be serving too much bad attitude. Now, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feet. Probably half of us have said that, okay? You know what? I'm just, I'm not in, I'm, I'm just not, you know, I'm just not like, I'm not feeling it anymore. I must be serving too much. Man, that just hit a vein. I'm sorry, but I'm not. If you're watching online, that's for you too. I'm just serving too much. I'm, listen, I'm burnt out because I'm serving too much. No, you are burnt out because you're not hearing enough. Jesus never told Martha, you just need to sit down and stop serving so much. He didn't. He didn't even correct her. He corrected her attitude. We're going to get, but he never told her, you know what? Just cancel the dinner. All that matters is you just sit here like Mary and listen. No, it was a bunch of people that needed to eat supper, including Jesus and Mary. He did never, he never scolded her. He never, he never corrected what she was doing. He corrected the attitude with which she was doing it. He didn't say stop serving. He said she's distracted by it. He didn't say, Martha, you're serving too much. He said, Martha, you're distracted by all you're serving. There's a problem when those who are doing all the serving are upset about it. There's a problem. There, there is a problem when I go sit down at a restaurant and the waiter has a bad attitude. To me, that's problematic. 
You ever been there and the waitress is like, you're like, um, excuse me, um, I just need an extra napkin. Some of y'all service and you did it, you know. But it's an even bigger problem when people at church be acting like that. The church needs extra cleaning because we threw a 40th birthday party from the pastor. <sighs> Just kidding. Oh, now I told you how old I am. All right. Have I, I've heard this one. Again? Again? Oh, we had plenty of opportunities the past... Yeah. Moving in here and all this renovation and all that had to be done and how many times did we have to set up and tear down and 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 put the tent outside and bring the tent inside and put the tent back outside bring the take the speakers down and put them back up and then remix the sound and then do it all over again again and again and again and again and again and again and again Thank you guys by the way because for the most part, we had a great attitude doing it. But there's a problem. Listen, there's a problem when the people serving aren't enjoying it. It creates a problem. It creates an atmosphere, actually. I don't like going to restaurants, even if the food is good, where the waiter is going to treat me rude. That's right. I'll pay the extra $10 to go to, uh, well, no. <laughs> Listen, I don't, I'm a, I'm a, okay, all right. Don't throw M&Ms at me. I'm not the biggest fan of Chick-fil-A, okay? But I, I always like Zaxby's better than Chick-fil-A. But, <laughs> y'all know what? I got Altoids. All right. Okay. Okay, now we're all awake again. All right. But, I'll tell you what, I love the way they treat me at Chick fil A. In fact, I hope nobody here works at Cheeseburger Bobby's. Okay, but, but Cheeseburger Bobby's has totally copied Chick-fil-A. Y'all go eat at Cheeseburger Bobby's after church today. You're going to walk in. Hi, welcome to Cheeseburger Bobby's. And then I'll take this and that and the other. All right, thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure. Like this. My pleasure. And, and... And Walgreens is trying to. But there's this, my pleasure. <laughs> Mostly because I probably go in there about midnight. And they're like, deep, deep. 4723. Beep. Thanks. My pleasure. But it's better than. Listen, someone had to serve. 
Someone had to welcome Jesus. But Martha could have gone about it with a different attitude. Jesus showed us a very valuable spiritual principle, and it's this. If all my serving is distracting me from hearing him, then I'm going about it in the wrong way. If, all my, if I'm serving in a way that's distracting me from hearing him as I serve, then I've lost sight of the most important thing he called it. Not the only important thing, but the most important thing was to keep on hearing him speak. Martha was doing a great job. She just needed a change of attitude. And so many Christians are like that. So many, listen, I've worked with a lot of leaders through the years. And I've watched leaders get burned out because they were serving and serving and serving. And they just were doing it in a way that they, they, they just stopped listening. They stopped hearing Jesus. And then all of a sudden they're burned out. But I've also seen Christians, listen, I've seen amazing servants. I've seen amazing leaders who you look at them and you go, how in the world can they be doing all that? And they are absolutely enjoying head over heels in love with Jesus. It's like, how do you do all of that and keep your sanity? Because they're still hearing Jesus. They're still hearing Jesus speak. That's the best way. What's the best way? This is the best way. The best way is to enjoy Jesus while serving Jesus. Enjoy Jesus as you serve Jesus. It's not either I enjoy Jesus or I serve Jesus. I enjoy Jesus as I serve him. Come on, somebody say sit and serve. These, again, I said it already, but these I see as the two legs of walking with Jesus. I sit and I serve, and I sit and I serve, and I sit and I serve. Because if all I'm doing is sitting, I'm doing is sitting, sitting. It's hard to go anywhere, right? It's hard to go. But if all I'm doing is serving and serving and serving, <sighs> sit serve sit so you will walk a very long way if you can learn to sit and serve at the same time keep sitting keep serving keep sitting keep serving keep sitting keep serving and you'll get there and you'll get there this is a marathon y'all it's not about starting the race it's about finishing it Now, this takes, this takes intentionality and it takes practice. And sometimes it takes tweaking. I mean, I found myself like, like, okay, I need to just, I don't think I'm hearing very well. I need to, I need to figure out this rhythm, right? Come on, say rhythm. Rhythm, right? Do you know walking is a rhythm? It's a rhythm, right? It's a rhythm. It's step, step. Left, 
right, left, right. If your rhythm gets off and you go left, left, <laughs> right, <laughs> it's all right. If all I'm doing is left, 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 right, <laughs> it's a rhythm. Now, Mary actually served too. We read this story and we think, oh, Mary is a sitter and Martha is a server. Mary, the same Mary, was the one we read about two weeks ago who came in with her expensive perfume box, broke it over Jesus and worshiped him that way. She served too. Most theologians actually believe that this Mary was one of the women who prepared the spices and stuff to anoint Jesus' body for burial. Okay? Mary served too. It wasn't, the, it's not about, you know, be like Martha or be like Mary. No, be like both at the same time all the time. That's who we're called to be. In fact, listen, Jesus taught that serving others makes us great and it makes us candidates for leaders in the kingdom. Listen, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm almost done looking at Matthew 23, 11. This is the Passion Translation. The greatest among you will be the one who always serves from the heart. From the heart. Luke 22, 26, and 27. But this is not your calling. You'll lead by a different model. The greatest among you will live as the one called to serve others without honor. The greatest honor and authority is reserved for the one who has a servant heart. The leaders who are served are the most important in your eyes. But in the kingdom, it's the servants who lead. Am I not here with you as one who serves you? It's a rhythm of walking and serving. Walking and serving. All right? Let me just summarize it in this. Serve. Okay? Continually pursue a rhythm of life, okay? A walk, a walk. Continually pursue a walk, a rhythm of life that allows you to sacrificially serve others in a way that keeps your soul healthy, in a way that allows you to keep hearing Jesus and enjoy Jesus. Now, anybody ready for something practical? The only way for us to continue to reach more people in this city and grow our church will be to have, we will have to have more services. We're going to have to eventually, most likely next year, okay? Because we can't get many more than 250 people in the building at a time. So if we're going to reach more than that, what are we going to have to do? We're going to have to have two services. I need some water for that one. Who wants to host Jesus and host more people more? 
Who wants to host more people having an encounter with Jesus? The only way we're going to be able to really eventually, listen, eventually, I believe some of you will launch out and plant new churches and new campuses, okay? But right now, the only way for Encounter Church to reach more people is to move into having multiple services. But multiple, ser- they, they call services for a reason, okay? You ever thought of that? Why do we call them church services? Because it requires people to serve, okay? No, 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 we don't call them meetings. <laughs> meetings, you can just show up. But if you've never served, you don't know. If you've ever served, you know what I'm talking about. This service didn't just happen. It's not just a meeting we just showed up to. It took all week to make this happen. And it took a force of people to make this happen. We call it the E-force, encounter force, right? Yes. Turn to somebody and say, you are the force. See, my goal, this is a goal that we have. Listen, I, it, it's time to be done, okay? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run with this. It's time to be done, all right? My goal is to eventually, soon, have a big group of people, listen, that's, that will say, I don't mind coming to church twice every Sunday. And this is what I'll do. I'll sit in a service and I'll serve in a service. Okay? Now... I know maybe everybody can't, but many can. Many could do that. Many truly could come and say, I will serve kids at 9.30, and then I will sit in church at 11.30. I think I just revealed the new service times. (laughs) Not etched in stone yet, but that's what we're moving towards. I think I could come... Be and in, 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 in sit in, in, the, in, in the 9.30 service, and then at the 11.30, I could greet people at the door. I think we could grow the worship team so big that I could serve one Sunday and not the next. <laughs> All the musicians and singers said, amen. All the te- kids' teachers said, Amen. All right. So as we move into this next season of growing our church, it's going to require sitting and serving. Because listen, I don't want this. I don't want people serving, 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 and never sitting. But at the same time, some of us need to stop sitting and sitting and sitting and be activated there's more to life than just sitting around doing nothing I'm not doing nothing you're hearing Jesus which is the most important thing but you know but if we this is this is what it boils down to if we want to if we want to host more people we've got to serve more my goal, my heart, would be for every servant also be able to sit. Okay? I don't want people to, we're going to have two services now, and now everybody's just going to get worn out. Uh-uh. No, if that's the way it's going to be, we just, no, uh-uh. 
we'll just blow the wall out and make it bigger and whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Felicia said no. Okay. <laughs> Not yet. All right. Eventually that would be the plan. All right. To make it bigger. But it, we're going to need people that, are, that, that, that would be willing to say, I'm will, I would be willing, maybe not every week, but a lot of times I'd, I would be willing to come to church for both services, to sit in one and to serve in one. Or to serve one week and sit the next. Whatever it looks like, we're going to need people that are willing to say, I'll be Mary and Martha. Okay? I will both sit and serve another thing coming up in 2021 we're going to be you know this got pushed back because of our building project but we are we are going to be opening an online discipleship and leadership school okay we're going to develop it in a way that it's going to be available fully online but in order for that to happen we first got to record the classes and in order to record the classes we kind of need a crowd okay so coming up in 2021, you're going to have the opportunity to sit and serve at the same time. You can come sit and take the class and hear. And at the same time, you'll be serving by being the crowd for the recordings. Some of you say, I'm just going to wait until it's available online. That's fine, too. That's fine, too. But there will be that opportunity. But this one, let me really, really break it down. All right. If we're going to have two services, we've got to grow our e-force. In fact, we need to double it. I'm just going to have them throw some stuff up on the screen real quick. To make two services happen, we need 50 people serving in hospitality. Not all at the same time. Some will be sitting while others are serving. But we need 50 people in the hospitality team to make it all happen. For the parking lot, greeters, ushers, flags, etc., etc. Right? Some of you would be great at that. If we're going to have more than one service, we need eight servants that are willing to clean and put order between and after services. Like a facilities team. That helps make sure that everything stays clean and in order before and between and after the services. Some of you already do that. We need more. <laughs> Another thing, we need a safety team. <laughs> we need a safety team. We need a safety team. I've threatened to... Uh, Put a weapon up under here just in case. But I'd rather not do that. I'd rather you guys be ready. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not talking about that. Everybody looked at me like, I had to make sure you're still with me. We need, but we need people to keep us safe. We really do. You know, we have a lot of kids now. A whole lot of kids. And we need people that say, I will serve by being in the services and watching and intercepting any sort of danger. God forbid. And I believe there are angels over this property and we'll never need you to keep us safe. But we want to have you there as angels' assistants. 
just in case. What we, we want to have about 10 people that say, I will serve to help people keep, uh, keep people safe. Uh, we need at least eight people for media to help run the computer, do graphic design, photography, video, etc., etc. Okay? We need more people for that. Um, we'll just move right on. We need teachers, and I didn't put a number here because we need all of them. <laughs> teachers. Oh, sorry, I skipped service production. We need seven, at least seven people who'd be willing to serve in service production for the lights and the order of service, etc. okay? Kids, we need teachers for babies. We need teachers for toddlers. We need teachers for preschool, elementary. We need people to work, to work the check-in and the check-out and walk them across and keep them safe and all that. We need people, okay? We need more people willing to serve with kids. Worship. We're believing for at least 10 new musicians, singers, and sound texts, okay? At least. And this is a new one. We would like to put together a team of at least five translators, okay? Because now, for those of you that may not have noticed, we have Spanish-English translation going on during the service. But um, we don't want it to be the same translator every single week. Right? <laughs> He's shouting victory back there. All right. We need people that are fluent in, 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 in Spanish and English, and eventually this may grow into other languages, right? But we want to build a team of at least five translators so that we can take turns translating, okay? Now, I know I could go through all of this. You know, if you want to work, if you want to serve in hospitality, you know, Facilities, safety, media, service production, kids, worship, translation. But I believe some of you are ready right now. Some of you are like, literally, I need to sit and think. <laughs> Just don't sit too long. Some of you are, 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 many of you are serving your hearts out already. And many of you who are already serving your hearts out are like, yep, I'll come and do, I will sit and serve. And serve and sit. Some of you feel the Holy Spirit activating you like, I need to serve. Okay? Today, if you just text, I told you I was going to get real practical. I need a TV announcer's voice to do it. All right. Text S-E-R-V-E, serve, to that number, okay? If you'll, if you'll just text us, serve, we'll send you a link of the different ways you can serve and how you can get involved because don't let's not be duped by the Mary Martha cop out oh some are just Mary's and some are Martha's I'm just a Martha so I just serve 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 I don't really have time to pray and listen to Jesus mm -mm. Well, I'm just a Mary and all I'm called to do is pray no, you could help serve too somehow. Somehow. It's just a matter of walking. Walking with intention, intentionality. It's a spiritual discipline. I sit and I serve because fruitful Christianity, fruitful Christianity 
is the result of a healthy combination of sitting and serving. See, Martha and Mary were both necessary for a successful Jesus party. It's not either or. Yeah, definitely not neither nor. Huh? It's both and. Both sit and serve because we want to host Jesus and people well. Yeah? Just as we get ready to close, sit. Posture your heart in a position that enjoys Jesus' presence and hears his voice on a regular, ongoing basis. Serve. Continually pursue a rhythm of life, a walk that allows you to both sacrificially serve others, but do it in a way that keeps your soul healthy and in a way that you continue to hear and enjoy Jesus. We can stop sitting and stand. <laughs> Thank you for bearing with me today. Just give me one more second. Normally by now we'd be, you know, in the altar praying and finishing up with worship or whatever. But today I, <clears throat> I really wanted to get all of that word out to you because of the season we're moving into. It's coming like that. And either we act and we go with the wave of growth that God is bringing us and where our influence is able to be expanded or we are like, eh, let's just sit here and wait a while. It's time to sit and serve. First of all, before anything else, you've got to let Jesus serve you. He came to serve us by saving us, going to the cross. Is there anybody today that you need to let Jesus serve you by saving you, forgiving you? Maybe if you want, just everyone close your eyes for just a moment because this is something that you've got to recognize on your own. Jesus came to serve you by going to the cross carrying your sins and your guilt and your shame upon himself and he died there for you to forgive you to take that heavy burden off of you to give you a new heart and a new life but you have to allow him to serve you you have to come and surrender and believe in what he did for you surrender your life to him today is that anybody in the house today say i need salvation i need okay who else says that's me if that's you if you wouldn't mind just wave at me lift your hand whatever you want to do okay anybody else i need jesus i need jesus to save me today i'm just going to ask all of those on my pastoral team if you could join me here at the front All of you, come on, as many as, as can.
We're just gonna end our service today. Just take about two or three more minutes to do some sitting, not physically, but just to worship Him and listen to Him. And as we're singing, as we're just enjoying His presence for a final few moments together, if you need, some of you raised your hand, if you need salvation today, I want you to just come and one of us will pray with you. Others of you need, you need Jesus to serve you in another way. You say, I am saved, I, but I need, I need healing in my body, all right? I just, there's a need that you have. We want to serve you by praying with you today before you go. So as we sing, if you need prayer for anything, just come to one of us here in the front and we'll pray with you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.